host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions. I also have a couple closed uh, Facebook roadie groups, uh, one called The Backstage Pass and another called Death by Loadout. Come and check us out. We get up to some shenanigans over there. Uh, with me tonight is my good, good friend and co-host, Kyle Thomas. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? Uh, well, I'm not as good as you because you slipped away today and got yourself a professional haircut. Uh, what the hell? I, I need to get a phone number. I need to get some kind of information. Dude, I tried to drag now, you along. You were like, no. You do, do it. You look like... I was writing You look script, less than man. representative. <laughs> I, was, I was a little busy at the time, you may recall. Um, but, I told but, my barber, I was like, thank you for the, the, the barber encouragement. Made me feel good to, to vent to a barber. I haven't done that in a few months. Oh, I get it. The kind of therapy that goes on at the barber stool. Dude, Was this a legit barber, you know, the, the candy cane? He's my guy that? now. He's my guy. All right, on. All right. Well, we're going to have to talk on. after the show. I'm going to need this information. <laughs> now, my, my Betty's my has been hooking me up. And she's, I mean, the sweetest chick in the world. She's a businesswoman. She she runs her own, her own personal little killer-ass store. What she isn't is a hairdresser. But she also doesn't want to hang out with a kind of minor hippie. And so we I literally had to, like, you know, Amazon send me some haircuttings as we were using, like, you know, the, 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 the stuff in the butcher block. And that. it was a joke. But but she does it when it's happening. She does a really good job. But I'm a little past due. You so. look slick, man. You can give it a couple more weeks. <laughs> That's like to get three away pounds of hair product. <laughs> I can tell. I see you get ready, man. I know what's there. So bad. Every, the worst it's thing. It's all is, business in the, the front, and it's just a big yeah. pile of matted hair and gel. <laughs> part of that, I'm going to punch you. Uh, part of that is, is is the hood. You know, I'm wearing the Alice Cooper tour. I know uh, it hides. It hides. And it. it's pushing everything up back there. <laughs> so whatever. I was watching one of our shows from. Look at tonight. We've got checking in with us mr steve orgain he was here today that's the steve. the owner and the amazing chef over at chef's touch and i know he has a relationship with our guest he's done a lot of cooking and uh, catering for big big shows for our guest and of course our dear friend pat eigerman who we mentioned today together how we were a, just talking about we you in the most loving you, and how you way. been how you been like going off a little bit on facebook and we like to see that side of you can you drag the list down for me please oh that's and it that's the, where we are the, the guys from the infirmities jason hey brother jay hawkinson and out to us and of course the lovely Susie Dugan uh, hi, and who else has checked in with us buddy uh, we got uh, we got some friends. We were, oh, uh, Scott, oh, it's Pat O'Doul and Scott Chaney. He's badass. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. You didn't tell in, me guys. Pat O'Doul is going to be coming by. Pat's me coming. I got Pat coming. I'm, I'm going to be here yeah, Wednesday, I, I need Pat. you to, to check in on that. And, oh, by the way, I mentioned, and I may need your help with this. I wonder if you will consider this. Tomorrow I'm going to do an episode with the Pod Pixie uh, with uh, the singer for Anvil Lips and a couple other badasses in the metal scene. Hanging out with rock stars again. Uh, well, uh, not. Uh, I'm helping out a friend. I, the rock stars thing, I can take or leave. But uh, you know, it's you know my position on that. Um, if they're paying, I'm I'm all in. It's super good. <laughs> I'm going to be nice this show. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Um, um, uh, regardless, it's been a, an interesting week, I guess we could say. We put a whole year of crazy into one day yesterday, and we're not going to talk much about that. No, but let's, let's talk about what you did for New Year's, Bubba. What did I do for New Year's? I know I, I hung out. Oh, I, I was with Al for the day, and then I got in my car, and something was just took me forever to get down to my house, in my, my buddy's house in, in Carmel. And it's it's really up in the, the hills, uh, just up from Laguna Seca. It's kind of between Salinas and Carmel, technically where it's at. Beautiful but area. It's fantastic. And, oh, my God, there's my girl right now. I, I love her so much. I love you, baby. Hey, Jack. Um, 
And Johnny Del Rio, so good. And Jorge Herbuero, that's, that's my brother. Eduardo. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, but then I, so I got in the car. I ate late, and I was like, oh, hell, I got like, I got to be there by midnight to, to bring in the new year. And I swear to Christ, I made it. I got in and pulled in, and uh, uh, like five minutes till 12. And got in the house, and we, of course, always are happy to see each other and, you know, kiss and stuff. And, and so the, our, that first kiss of get, coming together almost exactly lined up with the ringing in, the, like, the, like, you know, on TV or whatever the ball was dropping or all that type of you stuff. You can so. say whatever you want to cover up the fact that you were late. Uh, I wasn't late. I was, I was <laughs> late in the evening, and I think she would have preferred me to be there earlier. You missed the But she's so sweet, she never really puts that heat on me. I think I, she's it, so sweet. It, yeah, she's just the greatest. But I could have been there earlier, and I should have. But I didn't miss the 12 o'clock deadline part where you ring in the new year, you know, where the day changes and it's 12.01 like that. I actually made it, but it was, you know, by the skin of my teeth. So I'll do better, honey. Uh, <laughs> and she's so good to me. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my chick and her lovely mother, Bev. Uh, Bev Hartnell, I believe they're watching this show right now. So I hope you girls are having a good evening and having Darcy dinner Lewis, together. Darcy Lewis turned in. Darcy Lewis. Oh, this is a friend of Mary's. Mm-hmm. Well, well let's, get, let's just cut right to it because we've got a, we've got a beefy show. We're going to be trying to be more careful with uh, raining in the time. And, um, and, and our guest uh, coming up has just got history and, and crazy stories. It's just like so good. Let me, let me get, thank you. It's so good to see you. And I, you I, too, brother. And I, and I hope you had a great New Year's as well. I did. No, I'm glad to hear it. Um, tonight, we've, we've got a, like a seriously special guest. I mean, I, I can't say this enough. She's come up through the ranks. She's done damn near every job in the game to get to the position she's in. She's one of the biggest promoters in Northern California and and parts Las Vegas. It really she stretches out. Uh, she is a senior vice president for the amazing production company Another Planet. Uh, Another Planet Entertainment. She's an incredibly lovely woman. We have been lucky enough to work with her. I want to say over the past thirty years, easy. I probably more. You picked a good gold nugget for this. Yeah, this is this is like big deal <laughs> stuff, my friends. And I can't thank her enough for being here. It's 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 really. She's a special special person. It's the one and only Mary Condi. How are you, dear? Well, thank you. That's such a great intro. Thank you very much. Uh, if, you, if you notice, I didn't write that intro. I write my intros usually, but that one was from the heart. I had yeah. enough history with you to be just to wing that because you're an impressive woman. You've you've really you've. <laughs> been and done and seen i, I think there's a uh, i think there's a stati- a number that we batted around i think you've done well over 10,000 shows I think with so. <laughs> more than 3 million attendees in in a regional market yeah. i mean it's impressive you you're the boss of some of the the biggest and talent booker and really you handle every level of the game uh, a lot of stuff a lot of roadies and people that are probably listening right now probably don't realize it goes into the work Let, let's dig into I got this further in this show but let's first of all I want to know how you've been doing I'm actually I'm really incredibly grateful like my word for 2020 was gratitude uh, I'm you know I have so much so, you know so many blessings I mean I've got stability in my job I've got stability in my housing um, in a year where people in the industry are so deeply impacted by this pandemic and really hurting, it just makes me more grateful and, uh, you know, more in tune with like, wow, I have a lot of a lot of blessings and I've got um, 
And I want to find avenues to display that, to show that and, you know, volunteer opportunities and other things that I've done with community engagement and toy drives and things like that to like, how can I give back? Because I have so much. Well, I know that's a, a big part of your makeup and, and what drives you and, and gives you, you know, a peace in your heart and, you know, the sense of purpose and satisfaction. I know this beyond the rock and roll. And we were talking before the show and I know you mentioned that you've done a with a, and and let's let's preface this by saying to do what you do, you actually it's very important that you understand the permitting process, how to deal with fire and police and our at the venues and all these things. And so I know you have a relationship with uh, SFPD folks and got into an SFPD toy drive fundraiser. Yes, well, for the past five, this is the sixth year that the Bill Graham Civic was a big part of the SFPD toy drive, and. This year, without any shows, there's no way to, to solicit donations. So we had to get really creative, like, oh, well, where's this money going to come from? And we cooked up the idea of creating a commemorative SFPD patch. And there's a lot of law enforcement officers that collect patches. And we did this design that's really cute with a Christmas theme on it. Is it this patch here? On it the, is that, on that patch. Screen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's wonderful. You did a great yeah. job. Uh, and uh, I donated 1,500 of those patches to the toy drive, which netted us $15,000, which enabled us to buy 2,000 toys. And we went to kids in every district in San Francisco and gave out uh, 2,000 toys. So it was like, you know, two weeks of just insane love and happiness yeah, and, you know, kids imagine. that are happy, yeah. like every day, like, I'm going to go to work today and go see these kids at the rec center and, um, Give them a Barbie doll and a set of Legos. It was pretty awesome. Well, that's a fantastic mission and, and project for you to have involved yourself with, and I'm sure they're extraordinarily grateful. I know that you mentioned that you have some patches left, and this is an ongoing concern. Is there any way for the folks in my audience to acquire one of these? Yeah, if you reach out to me, um, you can message me on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. And I do, I have a, like less than 50 of the patches left if anybody wants to buy one to support. We're still raising money for next year's toy drive. As sure. I said, this is six years uh, in the works. Um, so it's a, it's a really fun program that we're involved in. And that's Condi, C-O-N-D-E. Correct. All right. Reach yeah. out to Mary if that's something that interests you in helping the, the little people. That sounds like a perfect, yes. wonderful <laughs> thing. Um, here at the show, I know the audience and myself are interested in, in the origin story. How did you get into the business? Well, I grew up in the Bay Area. Went to a day on the greens in high school. Sure. Uh, pretty much whoever was playing, we knew it was going to be fun. Like, let's go to the day on the greens. Absolutely. Um, Those are great shows. And when I graduated high school, I had a friend who was a volunteer at a journey day on the green, and they were looking for people to come help. So it was 1982. Someone asked me, like, hey, you want to come volunteer at this concert? Mm -hmm. And the idea of working at a journey concert that was being presented by Bill Graham. I was Pretty like, great. what are yeah. you? Of course, I'll be there for, for real. And that one day, that one show, um, that was it. Everything turned left and was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Well, you mentioned that, I know that you went on from that, from the volunteering place to actually working with Bill Graham Presents, BGP as we call it up here. Right. Which is, you know, as, as a production house and an entertainment platform, I mean, that's, that's big dog right there. How was that working in that organization? It was amazing. It was really, it's, it's Laguna Seca, the yes, Laguna Seca days that we did. Yeah. Uh, mountain air festivals. Yeah. Opening up shoreline. 
uh, it was it was an amazing place to be. And I feel like I want to Bill Graham University and that there's a few <laughs> of us that all came around in the early right. 80s yeah. that are still working in the industry that, you know, I feel like we're sort of in a fraternity together. In many um, ways, We graduated yeah. from BGU. Yeah, yeah, it's a good um, point. Absolutely. And we, you know, it went from being... Uh, doing security and an usher and working in the box office and being a runner to working as a promoter rep and then becoming the director of production for Another Planet Entertainment when we started in 2003, um, which evolved into, we took over the Bill Graham Civic in 2010 and I had so many great memories of shows we've done at the Bill Graham Civic that I really wanted to just like embrace that and be there all the time. Well, you're jumping a little ahead, and I don't blame you because it's a, your career path is extraordinary and exciting, yeah. and you are kind of situated yourself in some of the best spots and gigs that we've got available to us in this area. Yeah. And, and we're in a, pretty lucky to be in this area. It's, yes. it's not just like any other major metropolitan part of America. There's, some, there's a special thing going on here. Let's, let's jump around a little. I'm not going to do this linearly because, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I think the last time we worked together that I – that I can recall was uh, a big show we did for you at, at uh, Comedy Cluster yes. over in, in, in at, uh, which is a Comedy Central product. Mm -hmm. and I believe it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Kevin Hart, and they mix in the, uh, I think it was, uh, what was it? It was um, Ice Cube, maybe? We did have Ice Cube. Ice Cube, Cube and I yeah. think Primus played, and yeah. uh, the Gore guy, and it was, it was super fun. And, uh, What's your experience with the Comedy Central, doing shows for Comedy Central? I, I would imagine it adds an extra layer of uh, um, uniqueness <laughs> uh, for you to trying to deal with the, the corporate side of that and their broadcasting and they, they have their little guide jumping from, and this is a multi-stage yes. uh, function, it's very large. How, how did, do you enjoy the Comedy Cluster stuff? It was really fun. It was a great yeah. project to be a part of. Um, Tom Howard was the producer that year with Superfly, and it was great mm -hmm. having that experience working with him. Yeah. Um, it was really great to, that was an event that the permitting was really tricky to close down so many streets for so many days. So I, I my imagine. part of it was more dealing with the city agencies and stuff, and it was... Sure. You know, every now and again, you get these projects that are kind of challenging, and you're like, I'm going to sink my teeth into this, and this is I'm going to learn something, do something new outside of my normal comfort zone, and that was definitely one of those shows. Well, I remember because we had large stages, and, and we were providing, you know, stacks and racks and control services for both stages, and, and the act would play on this stage, and then the crowd would kind of shift over to that mm -hmm. stage and set change would happen on this stage. And these were some large acts. These weren't just anybody. Right. Uh, I, I particularly enjoyed the Maya Rudolph thing where she came out and they yes. did the, they sang the old with uh, Fred Armisen on the yeah. drums and this really good band. And they were singing the, the kind of jingoistic seventies commercials. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. But the lineup, the comedy, it, again, it was uh, music, comedy, comedian, music, yes. large comedian, yeah. Bill Burr, so on. And, but the, at your shop, because uh, I failed to mention that you also are the, the, the venue manager over at probably one of the coolest places in the area is Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. That place was stuck to the roof, to the rafters with <laughs> we comedians. It was just nonstop. Yeah. It was incredible. What, a, what an amazing show and a, and a great fun time over a period of days and a lot of work. And so, yeah, I, I definitely acknowledge your challenges on that and how you would make these things come off seemingly they, they look effortless, and, and I know that that's not the case. 
It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but we have such a great team. And that show specifically, we partnered with Superfly, and they really had the lead with Viacom and Comedy Central. Um, but, you know, the talent buyers, the programmers, the creative design. We had this big South Park installation yeah, that, was, that was in the middle of the plaza. It, I think there was even a Jerry Seinfeld a, a creation yes. of like in a giant tent that was his apartment. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and we had recreated Patty's Pub right. from It's Always Sunny. Like yeah. just the creativity, being a part of something that really took that space and optimized and programmed the fourth floor, the, the first floor, outside, inside, yeah. and the operational challenges, you know, seeing a really first-class operations team deal with lining people up and getting them into a space and out of a space and making sure the fire marshal's happy with it. And, like, there's a lot of moving pieces to that. Oh, my God. And that made it such a fun project to be a part of. It's almost an understatement because that yeah. was such a complex, <laughs> multifaceted, yeah. multi-space. And throwing in that it was like a 30-camera shoot on top of it. Absolutely. Like, oh, by the way, you're doing a live broadcast out of your venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was you pulled it off. It was amazing. And you've done it multiple times. And, 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 and it's always an exceptional event. Um, what's it like being the event? I personally love the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. It's, uh, it's, kind of, it's been named in memoriam to an amazing man. It's a, one of the better spots to see a show at in our area. You get a lot of the, uh, even bands that almost seem like they'd be, they'd be too big for the size of the space, which it's a very, it's very large right. space. But everybody seems to want to, to stop in. I've seen everybody from Slayer to, you know, Depeche Mode there. It's, it's, it's crazy. And uh, what's it like for you? Do you enjoy that work? It's, I love it. I love that building. I love the team we have. I love the people that I work with. Um, it's just, it's so great that... We've turned into the EDM capital of San Francisco. I'm not quite sure how that happened. And it's, it's a sign of the times. Uh, but uh, even those shows are really fun. And there's yeah. like, they're there's challenging. Energy, yeah. It's a challenging audience to work with. Um, yeah. There's some security issues that we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, that make it a lot of fun. It's not just a, it's not just rinse and repeat. It's not the same ho hum. I'm going to work today. Got another show. Right. Every show is a different day, a different set of personalities, a different set of challenges, and we all have fun working on it. So it's, it's well, awesome. And the makeup of your company. I was I was reading, um, doing some research on you, and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> I got to I found a Forbes article. Mm. on you and the folks that you have surrounded right. you. And it was it was largely the, the, the gist of the article, maybe you could inform us, enlighten us on this, is that there it's largely a female-run operation. We do have a lot of women that yeah. are running it, and I don't think that was an intentional thing of like, oh, let's try to be more diverse here, but in actuality, we are a pretty diverse company. Mm -hmm. um, Sherry Wasserman is the president of Another Planet Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And she's like a, a true <laughs> legend. And uh, yeah. she and Greg Perloff and Steve Walcom, the three principals who started the company, mm -hmm. have so much history and so much. Uh, the depth of their knowledge is just incredible and, and, and amazing leadership. Yeah, you're, it's a it's a really well run operation. And, you know, I, I know as a, a vendor to many of the things you do when you when you need us, it's uh 
you kind of there's this weird sense of security that you know it's going to be well everything's going to be dialed in it's going to be well run and as long as you bring your a game that it's everything's going to be fine because you know you don't want to come to your shows and not be doing your job because well I, we you, you we know. all have that pride of that comes from coming from bill graham presents yes ma'am and the standards that he said in the the goal was for the people coming through the front door the artists coming through the back door that to just give them the best opportunity to have a good day, you know, set the yeah. stage, so to speak, literally and, and metaphorically for like, come in and enjoy yourself. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. And I know uh, that you're big on giving them the tools to be successful and to put on a, a great shows. And that's always a kind of a facet of what's uh, particular. I know other production houses can do stuff, entertainment companies, but I, I just haven't seen you put on a bad show i mean and i've been to quite a few over the many years many decades even and so it's it's really a tip of the hat to you and your crew and your your team and how well uh, another planet uh, entertainment gigs go they're fascinating you get some great great uh, you know artists um we have some history <laughs> so it's tricky history um because it's a little it's a, a rough place to work yeah, I'm speaking of Alcatraz Island. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, you 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 run those shows that they're not very frequent, uh, but when they happen, they're a, a big to do, and it takes a lot to do it. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on Alcatraz Island and doing work out there? It's not a great venue. No, <laughs> it's not. There's nothing forgiving it's hard. about it. It's very it's hard. Cold and it's the cold. It's cold. It's hard. And, uh, it's wet. Um, yeah. Reminds me of a prison or something. Yeah, it's got no <laughs> so it's vibe. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think. Um, there are some things that like there's a part of all of us that are in this industry that succeed is that we're like master puzzle where it was super duper challenging. Yeah. You know, the last show at Candlestick Park, there are just these some events where it's like, wow, this is a really hard space to work in. But of course, we're going to make it work. We're going to yeah. make it the best we can. Um, Remind yeah, me, some would, days are harder than others. <laughs> oh, and Alcatraz will throw every conceivable uh, roadblock in your way just by the limitations it has. The you know the the power issues, yeah. the the load in out is yeah. is getting vicious. all the gear over. Yeah, I, th I thought uh, you know uh, um, Red Rocks was rough because yeah. it's such a tough load in. No, yeah. try working at Alcatraz. It's yeah. uh, although there's there's a kind of genesis, well, there's kind of a, a, a thing going on there where you want to do it and you want to see how it will go, but it, it's just it's really um, tricky. And but also the shows that I've seen go on there, which I believe at least one of them was I think it was Creed and mm -hmm. T-Mobile or something. Right. And I think our, our, our dear friend Greg Price was out in front of house, and George was running the cruise, and you were running the whole deal. And it was an extraordinary when the show was happening and everything had been sorted, you know, before loadout. Uh, it was fantastic. It was it was very cold. Right. But what a just it's hard to have, you know, to not make that backdrop, that that whole the ambiance of the place, not kind of blend into the show and, and give it a little something extra. But it, it's it's extraordinarily challenging. You mentioned um, Treasure Island mm -hmm. and we've done some big shows with <laughs> yeah. you out there and they can be very hit or miss. Not the show itself, and the but. God, the yes. rain and, and weather and the wind coming off of the bay. Treasure Island might be haunted. I'm just, I don't want to really like sound like a cuckoo or anything, no, but no, every I time we did a show about. out there, something happened, whether it was a sewer line or a sewage yeah. line. And now I know the difference. 
uh, a power line that landed on a porta potty truck one year. Oh man! Stage break. Yeah. Monsoon. Yeah, the monsoon. And we have had. And I still love it. I was out there right. like a week ago, and I'm like, I can't wait to come back here and do another yeah. show. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, one of these days, it's going to be awesome. Well, it's part it's of It's going to live up to its potential maybe and a be masochistic fun streak that you and have, good. But also, the, just the, the setting itself, it's such a unique, it's not dissimilar to Alcatraz. You had another island in the bay, but it's got more square footage for sure. Uh, but... You know, you throw some great shows out there. The train show is extremely, it was a fun show. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's thrown up a, a couple little, you know, moments yes. of, uh, you We've know. Definitely had some learning experiences, some growing <laughs> moments at Treasure Island. Yeah, it sounds like you did it right then. Yeah. We were always learning, you know, yeah. 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 Um, and do you, do you believe Treasure Island's ever going to come back online? It's been kind of dormant. I don't know. Because I, like I said, I was out there last week delivering toys to mm. the community center. Oh, and sweet. it's so absolutely torn up like it's almost re unrecognizable how much uh development and construction is going on over there so i hope when it's all said and done there's still a space that can get activated because it was a wonderful place to go hang out for a day and see a show sure it wasn't always a wonderful place to do a show but yeah. um it's very fond memories of it i'm glad uh, myself as well you are, so we have a couple that to familiarize the audience that's not familiar with it. We have a couple large um, shows that are put on in Golden Gate Park. Mm -hmm. And when I say large, I'm, I hope I'm not overstating, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but it can be 75 to 110,000 people, to, uh, like Outside Lands comes Outside to mind. Lands is like 80-ish. About 80? Yeah. And I, you EP that show. You executive producer? I'm part of the producer team. I mean, there's a, that is a huge machine a team of people that you know how many stages uh i think six stages yeah the last, I, the, more I, yeah and who was your headliner last year uh who was our headliner last the who, year right it was and metallica yes, it was metallica my yeah. fave yeah, um, yeah they are my faves um you enjoy metallica i do i did not know that about you yes they're yeah. actually one of my absolute faves and um I, you know, it's their hometown. It's their backyard. Absolutely. So when Metallica comes to the show, it, yeah. you know, whatever they need, they're going to get to the best of our ability. Um, well, they're the largest touring rock band in yeah, the world. they're awesome. Them and the Foo Fighters, I would say. Yeah. And then, of course, you put bands. And your lineups are spotless. I mean, you have some incredible lineups that you do, the way you guys put those shows together and you know, different things happening in different parts. Uh, to help the audience understand, Golden Gate Park is massive. Golden Gate Park is actually larger than Central Park in New York, which yeah. a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And we take over the whole western side of the park. Mm -hmm. um, and because it is in a neighborhood, there are people who live across the street from our entrance. So we have to be really cognizant and aware of the impact of the community. And because of that, we have a very compressed load-in schedule. We load in yeah. everything in like just about two weeks, um, which is tricky because, you know, we, all the turf protection that we have to lay down, all the, the street closures have to be layered in a certain way. Uh, operationally, yeah. it's a very challenging site, but it's, it's really, it's, I think, the most beautiful venue I've ever been in. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it is extraordinary. To, to, <clears throat> I've almost always worked out there in some capacity for different vendors, you know, that we worked with through the past that you're aware of, the local folks. Um, so I haven't really seen it as a spectator. 
but I've always uh, I've been fortunate enough a couple of years to be the guy that drives the artists around and the, the, mm -hmm. the you know the Cushman, right. and so that's so you kind of get a different view. Of that is you're kind of parting the seas of people and trying to get from stage to stage. You know, and I think the last time I did, I think there was actually seven stages, but. Um, uh, fascinating place, beautiful place. You know, trees and pretty things everywhere, yeah. and lovely people having a good time. And again, you you put on some great rock shows out there. I mean, yeah, we've uh, had some amazing headliners. Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney headlines, right. uh, Radiohead, LCD Sound System, uh, oh, some great EDM headliners like uh, right. Dead Mouse and, oh, sure. and uh, the Axwell and Grosso, the guys from Swedish House Mafia. Oh, it's, right, yeah. Um, it's really a diverse, uh, there's something for everybody. Musically, you're going to find new bands that you haven't heard of before. You're going to, you know, we've had Willie Nelson and right. uh, Edie Brickell played last year with Paul Simon. Um, it's just, it's an awesome They're show. They're married, correct? They are, yeah. Yeah, how yeah. sweet. Yeah, good for them. <clears throat> yeah, so they came for the weekend. She played one day, he played the next day, and then they were there all weekend. No, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I know when uh, that you've done kind of, uh, through the years, uh, different projects under, I believe, the Another Planet Entertainment banner. Um, when, for example, there's a wonderful play, a place I absolutely adore for the kind of mid-sized show in Oakland called the Fox Theater. Yes. And they it was it was one of those amazing old 20s places or whatever year decade it came from. But it needed a bunch of construction. It needed to be remodeled. And I know that you went in there again, one of my favorite places going around in the catacombs up there above the pineapples. It's just mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, you went in and handled the staff development for that job? We were um, brought in by the city of Oakland. The, the building is actually owned by the city of Oakland, and okay. it was a, the last big redevelopment project uh, where this venue had been sitting vacant for 40 years. Yeah. And it was really rough on the inside. There had been a fire, there had been floods. Oh, uh, it was really in bad shape. And the city and uh, a developer in Oakland, Phil Tagami, put together this $70 million. Uh, budget they you know they've got money from a variety of sources to do a major uh, renovation of the space and also create the oakland school for the arts which share share that address with us oh no i didn't i wasn't aware um, of that so we have a really great internship program with the oakland school for the arts there uh it, it was that was a really great project to be involved with so i remember the number at the time was being thrown around was like 12 million Are you, they really spent 70 million I, oh you yeah. can see it though yeah i mean no. that place is Beautiful. It's done so well. Yeah, the right? craftsmanship. Oh, I remember yeah. we had scaffolding going up to the ceiling. The whole ceiling is um, plaster work. And we had these artisans that came in that recreated all the different, uh, you know, the filigrees and all the detail work yeah. and then painted everything with like seven shades of brown on the scaffolding. And I asked the guy one day, I'm like, do you like smoke anything? Like you're up there all day with seven tiny paintbrushes painting the whole ceiling. He's like, no, 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 they don't let us do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're doing good work, bud. <laughs> well, I, it turned out incredibly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one it's of the coolest spots to go very, see. Very and beautiful. I love those old twenties uh, theaters, you know, and that, and you mentioned in the ceiling, if you're in the pit, if you're, you know, up say front few rows and you look straight up, it's got to be 40, 50, maybe more. I don't know what the actual number is, but it's really yeah. a, a, a large enclosed space and uh, uh, some of the best shows, you know, the Queens of the Stone Age and guys come mm -hmm. through there and it's, it feels intimate, but at the same time, rock show, you know, big rock show. Well, yeah. Same and with the theater. I mean, the, the 50th anniversary that you guys did at the Fox Theater must have been incredible. 
Yeah, the Fox is, I mean, it's, I did a tour with Jamie Fox in 2007, the last proper tour I went out on, yeah. and it was theaters and arenas, sure. which was very groundbreaking at the time because we had this flexible set that could work in an arena. You know, we sell out the SAP Center, San Jose, or we, yeah. you know, it's a tour all around the country. Um, or it could go into theaters. So the, the idea was that, that we had six trucks with us, but everything was flexible. So it could be a two-truck day or a four-truck day or a six-truck day. Very clever. Very clever, really yeah. smart. But that was right before we opened the Fox Theater in 2009. So going on, basically I went on a theater tour before we really got into the heart of it with the architects and the design for the Fox. And that helped a lot. Like, what, what oh, sure. don't we want? Yeah. Well, as a woman on tour, I want a bathroom that can lock in a clean shower with hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Not unreasonable. Not unreasonable, <laughs> um, but hard to find, remarkably. Mm -hmm. So the, one of the things that we get a lot of comments on is like, wow, the bathrooms at the Fox are so nice. And, and almost, like, that's my little beautiful. piece of like, yes, we uh, did make nice bathrooms with hot water that can lock. You did very good. Yeah. I know you have a relationship or uh, an old, uh, maybe a previous relationship with the Greek Theater uh, really in Berkeley, a very uh, I would say probably nationally famous venue. Yes. I know a lot of artists love to play there. What's your opinion of the Greek Theater? I love the Greek Theater. It's, it's such a great, a great place. place to yeah. work. It's so... Really nice. You just feel like you're so far removed. You feel like you're out in the country. We've seen deer and wild turkeys walking through Loden. <laughs> that is absolutely And right. uh, it doesn't feel like you're in a big major city. And uh, it's just the acoustics of the space... The way it was designed is an actual Greek theater in 1903 when it opened. I, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful place to Oh, the tradition us. in that place is just almost, it, it's just, you roll in and you just feel it. I mean, it kind of envelops you. And it's just, uh, almost you feel the responsibility of getting it right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a very special venue. I can't state this enough to the audience. You really do have been involved in some of the most uh, iconic places in Northern California. And, and, and that's a rare thing. I also know that you have some, I believe you do artist relations and you work with another very large um, uh, a festival that's known as Bottle Rock out of Napa. What's that like for you? We do not do Bottle Rock. Oh, okay. That's the opposite wrong. of us. We do do the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas which is an amazing festival. And it started out with Tony Shea, who just passed away recently, who yeah. is the founder of Zappos. He saw that downtown Las Vegas was really seedy and skid row. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's probably not a polite thing to say these days, but it was really down on its luck. And he go. wanted to revitalize it. And one of the things he did was create this festival and use it's it happens on the city streets in las vegas um survey year the footprint's a little different because like oh there's a hotel over there now where they close that parking lot um but the artwork that got brought in there's this huge art component to it and the murals and artwork that are brought in for the festival stay up and they've helped to create this neighborhood and community um that's really, it's great. It's like downtown Las Vegas is a super fun place to hang out. <laughs> how, do you think, how do you think that compares to like the other gigs you do, like more of the Genentech stuff? We have a big special events department with Another Planet. And every year for the, I think it's like 12 or 13 years, maybe we've yeah. done this big, um, at the Oracle Stadium where the Giants play, we do a big corporate 
picnic for 25,000 people with a company called Genentech. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so fun because they don't tell their employees who's going to play at the That's party. Correct. So it's this big secret. Yeah. And they're very, very serious about it. And we have to, we assign a number to each of the acts. And we only refer to them like, oh, is that for act one or for act two? Um, and every year we kind of will change it up. Sometimes the headliner is act one, sometimes they're act four. Um, yeah. But, but the, before the, gear comes into the venue, we have to go through the truck with gaffer tape and cover up all the names and tell all the guys on the crew, you can't wear your crew shirt, you can't have anything yeah. with your band name on it. And then when the CEO comes out and announces, and now here's Bruno Mars, like everybody loses right. their mind. Yeah. You know, it's great. Uh, well, the artists that, because we've, we've been lucky enough to be included in some of these events, um, they're always amazing artists. Yeah. I mean, like top-notch artists. It's I, I know some of our audience is aware of that, but some of the corporate gigs, especially because we're lucky enough to be around some very large corporations in the area from Silicon Valley to the Bay Area, um, put on some amazing shows. Right. And, and and they don't skimp on the talent or the funds. And that's probably one of the really premier uh, corporate gigs. Yeah, that's gigs. a super fun it, event. It's, yeah, and it's also it's place. tied into, they have a program called Genentech Gives Back, where there's a whole week of uh, their staff going out and doing volunteer work. And this is sort of the culmination of that week. So there's, I mean, the great equalizer when you're talking to an artist, and you're advancing that show is like, yeah, these are the guys that are curing cancer. Yeah. So we all have our trials and tribulations and it's hard being on the road right. and sometimes load-ins are crummy and there's no parking spot or catering, whatever. Sure. But let's set aside your problems today <laughs> <laughs> and look at what's real in the world yeah. and let's do a really nice party for the people who've cracked the human genome and are trying to cure cancer. Yeah, I couldn't have said that yeah. better myself. No, really. And I, I think you set it up so that Everybody can win, you know, your vendors that you bring in really are top notch and they provide quality services. And, and, I, and we're, I like to think we're very, I know my brother who usually you interact with on these types of things, uh, goes out of his way to first keep the anonymity of the bands. We do the same thing in here on our, I'm sure you noticed the, the many uh, whiteboards that we have right. that indicate what trucks, what shows, which, who's doing what, when it's happening. No, we don't use the names of the bands. We are very careful. We try to not, not to let our crew know what's up. We get kind of blind input lists and stage plots, you know, that don't really say who this is. Right. Although we, I won't lie, we'll we'll kind of take a stage plot and be like, "Wow, that looks like Stevie Wonder." Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I yeah. see an organ over here. Yeah. yeah, you know, so we can't help ourselves but yeah. to try to guess. But um, but often, uh, you know, it's almost. Uh, I, as, as much of a surprise to us, uh, you know, uh, as it is to the audience. It's those are fantastic events, and you do a hell of a job putting them on. I mentioned earlier that you've, you've been doing this for well uh, over thirty years, and that you've done over ten thousand concerts, yeah, and um, and had millions of participants in these events. I'm curious, from your point of view, if you had a favorite show. And it could be different than the favorite artist question, because I'm curious about both. Do you have a favorite artist? I think you may have mentioned that it's Metallica, that you enjoy them a great deal. I do. <laughs> no, they put on a hell of a show. They, they're, they're, I mean, their production values, the music that they put out. Yeah. If you think about bands that have been around for 40 years yeah. and how relevant they are and how their ticket selling prowess and the entertainment value that you get from them yeah. with it's still fresh it's still new they're still putting out new music 
they're they're in a league of their own. Uh, and I think and I really enjoy working with them. They're very nice people. Their organization is really talented and super all pro, like the best of the best. And there are some acts that you work with, you know, Metallica, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, where there's, there's a sort of like this sense of duty of like, I can't screw this up. <laughs> so that's a fair statement. Paul McCartney's going to be here. I better get it right. Um, so like everybody kind of like pulls in together and you stand up a little straighter and you want to do your job a little better sure. because you want to meet their level of excellence. Yeah. And that, that makes for a really fun day. I couldn't agree with you more. They, they are known for Metallica, to their credit, and they're so good on so many levels, um, but to their credit, they bring a big show. They they don't mess they're, around. Yeah. You know, their lighting rig, their, 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 their PA is ginormous, and they always go way to the next level. And I've only seen through the years that they just keep kind of outdoing themselves from what they had done previously. And so, you know, as it relates for, um, you know, bang for your buck, Go see Metallica. Right. Yes. They put on a, a, re, a remarkable shows. Um, so that's your favorite artist and favorite gig. I th I mean I you think have an individual gig. Favorite where you're like favorites. I mean Paul McCartney at Candlestick Park was very notable. It was very hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the last show at Candlestick. Right. Um, it felt like the last show at Candlestick. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> is anybody home anymore? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I could use some help here. Right. Um, so it was it was challenging. It was great. It was historic. Um, it was a magnificent show. It was it was a great. I like you said rough yeah, place to work. Though. It was it was challenging. The weather's also usually a little tricky there. And yeah, when you see a things. piece of four by eight plywood just kind of like skipping its way across the, <laughs> the parking lot, there's a wind situation that you got to deal yeah. with. Yeah, it, it either stopped home runs or made them happen. Is what I always call it, but. Yeah, it was a special place, but yeah, what a kind of lucky thing to get to be involved in the last show before they, they tore it down and, and it be with such an amazing artist, Paul McCartney. Yeah, and it happened, uh, I think it was two or three days after Outside Lands. So we had the stage build at, out, at Outside Lands and then the, that same group of steel hands essentially just rolled straight into Candlestick. And wow. then the weekend of outside lands was when we were doing the steel build in the crane days at mm -hmm. candlestick and uh, just a tired crew. trying to keep track of all of it <laughs> yeah. and it was a lot oh i uh, bet you were on your toes that weekend yeah uh, everybody week. was i mean our like, just our poor operations team that uh they were like oh i don't, I don't think i'm gonna need you out there till like wednesday take a day off and then monday morning like I need you here right now. Get down here, save <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, so it was it was tricky. Uh, a big part of your job, uh, we've, we we kind of mentioned it earlier, or maybe it was prior, earlier, uh, before the show started, is, and it's a critical part of your job, uh, of the work, really, uh, of putting on big shows, is dealing with the police, permitting, uh, dealing with mm -hmm. the, the, the local agencies, county, city, whatever it may be, and fire. Talk to us about that. Uh, you know, they all have a job to do, and it's for a good reason. Yeah. Um, you, like, we know, I know, the folks that work for me, we all know what the fire marshal wants to see, so let's have that ready for them before they walk through the door, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to, like, oh, they're not going to like that, but look, maybe they won't notice. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to notice, and we know better. That's right. Um, so I, I, I really enjoy working with the city agencies. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. I have a lot of friends in different agencies that I enjoy working with. Um, 
my work with the police department specifically mm-hmm. uh, has given me a unique perspective on what they do. And I'm on the captain's advisory board for the district that we're in. Um, and that has, you know, especially after, you know, 2020 was a tough year for everybody, law enforcement, sure. the, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. I mean, all of those protests and struggles uh, hopefully will change the trajectory of how things operate in this country um, to a certain degree. But it's it's tough. And it's just it's interesting to see other points of view and try to gain some empathy into how things are happening for people in the world. Well, from your lips to God's ears, you know, let's hope that those things have made an, uh, an impression that lasts and some changes come as a result. Because I don't think as a country we can keep going forward without addressing some of these critical right. issues. It just, it, I don't see how that's doable. Uh, you've spent a lot of time in the game. You've reached really the pinnacle of it, in my mind. Uh, you, you couldn't really be any more important to, to what happens in the, the, the concert industry. You mentioned that we're in this unique time with uh, some political stuff, but I think what's affecting you and I and our in our business, our industry more, is the COVID. Right. And I was curious with your vast experience and the knowledge that you have of the business. What do you see is, is the future of our business? Well, I wish that they would just call Charlie Hernandez and send him all the vaccine and say, hey, why don't you guys, why don't we put just a bunch of roadies in charge of vaccine? We'll get it done. Because it would happen. (laughs) Like we never miss doors. The show always starts on time. That's right. It will happen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So it's kind of, it's, it's, you know, there's, it's so complex. It's like this grieving over the loss of our industry, wondering if we're going to get back to the way it was. And even when we do get back to that point, it has to be different. Because too much time has passed. Yeah. So not everybody is going to make it. The same people that our last show at the Bill Graham Civic was February 28th. And I know that when we come back, all of those people aren't going to make it to be with us. Um, That's probably true. You know, some people have moved back home. Some people have chosen to go back to school. Some people are looking for other careers. I mean, the financial ramification and the hardship that people are are dealing with in our industry specifically is so much harder than restaurant workers. And, you know, you don't want to make light and say, well, you know, the barber can open up his side door and take somebody in the restaurant can do takeout. We're not sound and lighting guys can't do anything. Yeah. 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 Um, So I just hope that they can get it together with the vaccine rollout and get us back to some, ability to gather by next summer well it has been a little bit i know that there was some talk of 20 million people being immunized by the first or december 31st of last year and uh they're i think maybe at a quarter of that right and so that may be the bluster of the former administration and some of the the stuff the way they tended to describe things a little uh, over um maybe exaggerate or or outright fib I'm not exactly sure what that is, but hopefully that there's we've seen what's not working and that will go forward because it's for us and, and the people watching and our friends, uh, it's critical that that happened. And then even then, it's my impression that say we get this all unlocked and we and we dial it in, you know, at the, the, the tail end or in the middle of summer, let's say, optimistically, uh, I, I suspect there's going to be a 
a group of people, some small percentage that are probably not going to be comfortable with coming back into large gatherings. Right. So yeah. we're going to lose that. And then, of course, the abundance, you, you may have noticed the abundance of streaming services. And so that lane, I don't think, I think it will taper off, but it won't die. And so they'll be able to get their information and their entertainment from there. So we'll have to make some adjustments. And 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 one thing that we were both uh, are mindful of and we were speaking about before we went on air was that that is the nature of who we are and what we do. We are malleable, I guess is the right word. Mm -hmm. we, we, yes. always, we always find a way to jam the puzzle together, make it happen and open by doors, you know? Right. And, and so, and I tell you with your leadership and uh, your ex ex incredible experience and the things that you've proven to us and done before and kept us all together and getting it done and, and always making everybody look good at the end of the day, is invaluable and and you're precious to us and we really really truly appreciate you spending the time and coming in and seeing us tonight you're a fascinating woman and we adore you oh thank you that's very kind thanks for being on the show yeah it's great to have you it was a lot of fun thank you much uh, all right let's do some uh, last minute business here so i've noticed an uptick guys in some of the i, I don't know oh let me i gotta shout out to literally a, a man i adore I absolutely love this guy. This is Charlie Zerricky. Charlie Zerricky, you sir are a badass. I hope you know how much, how crazy. He's one of the, the old guys in the game. He's kind of taught the newer guys how to act right. And he's always the voice of reason when something's jumping off of one of my pages or some crazy. I love this guy. He's a, a, a big supporter of this show, and we, we absolutely adore him. Uh, Judy Heyman has checked in. And I think Steve Orgain wanted to. Did Steve Orgain have any questions? Because I Steve did not too late to rush one in. <laughs> uh, well, Steve was telling me when he was here earlier. Steve said hi, his Judy. Deep fondness for you, and that he might. Uh, We've been through some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Steve yeah, has yeah. saved my bacon on he, more than one. Yeah, he, he adores you. He absolutely adores yeah. you. And he was he was not in any way Tony Lewis. Hi, buddy. He was not in any way uh, shy about expressing his affection today. And yeah, so I told awesome. him if I saw a question coming up that I would. Noel Perry's honor birthday. Who's, who's, yes, that was awesome. Oh, he he, yeah. he told out on the in uh, Half Moon Bay on the seven hundred acres. We went to San Gregorio. We took over four hundred this four hundred acre parcel yeah. and turned it into a three day music festival. But it was because it was uh, <laughs> private property, and this got you know like a super fancy party. <laughs> Everything had to be. Like, you couldn't show any cables. You couldn't show proof that there was actually a production happening. It just had to be this mirage of everything wrapped yeah. in burlap, so it blended into the hillside. <laughs> it was insane. Um, yeah, he, he actually, a lot of fun. he reminisced about that show. He yeah. said it was Crosby, Seals, and Nash. And it was, we had, Nora Jones played piano for the dinner party on Friday night. Oh, that's great. And Crosby, Seals, and Nash mm -hmm. uh, were the headliners, Morris Day in the Time. And then we had a Sunday morning gospel. It was a two-day two camp out. We created we, uh, terraces on the hillside and put up 300 very fancy glamping uh, tents. Yeah, he mentioned and, that. Uh, he called them bungalows. Was a lot. Yes, face, the bungalows. It was all very therapy. sweet. Well, and uh, we had Mickey Hart do a drum circle by the fire one night. I mean, it was really a great event. It was a lot of fun. See, see what I'm saying, guys? She puts on some of the craziest, logistically challenging, amazing, giant things. It's, it's uh, again, thank you for being here. You're a spectacular <laughs> person. Wonderful. Uh, the great John Del Rio. John, I wanted to speak about one of your ongoing concerns you have with my brother, um, because I've noticed an uptick in, in I don't know, uh, 
that energy on my site, uh, people politically posting, which is a giant no-no. Listen, you got, you're, you're having some trouble dealing with the current goings-on. Please reach out to Loving Hands for Stage Hands. John's very tough administrator on this page, but it's a place where, for us, for us people, for us, uh, the industry, to go to and sort out some stuff, maybe get some advice, get some um, some kind attention, and look where there's some resources for you to maybe reach into some other ways of dealing with things. And and our dear brother, I mean, he's a, a mountain of a man, the sweetest guy, the biggest voice, and really, I, I can't say enough about this guy. He's a, a legend in the staging business, and and he thought it was critical to open up this page, and it's really taken off. There's, it's in a very short period, it's grown very large. And so if, if this is something that sounds appealing to you, reach out to, to the Loving Hands for Stagehands on Facebook. It's a closed group for Stagehands and roadies, and it's a great place to be. Our good, good friends at Big Love Army, of course, that's uh, Rick Allen from Def Leppard and uh, his lovely wife, Lauren Allen Moreau, or Moreau Allen. I'm not sure the order of that, but they're amazing people. And they have a similar mission. It's slightly, it's a little... It's a little off the side of it. It's kind of a place to go get a, kind of a daily affirmation and a, a little bit of a, a meme-based hug. And it's very, very sweet and kind. They run sweet. Uh, they run Project Resiliency and uh, Raven Drum Foundation, which is uh, similar to what Mary was just talking about, where they kind of do drum circles for veterans and folks that, that need some healing. And it's, and it's a very, very good thing. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I want to shout out to Frank Rizzo out there in the Hawaiian Islands and Pacific Staging. He's a badass, and, uh, you know, whenever you go over there, that's the guy who throws up your stage, and he's just a good friend of the show, and we appreciate him. Of course, to remind you, coming up on January 23rd on Nugs TV, uh, produced by uh, Sound Image and uh, Rick, Monroe, Rick Allen and Lauren Monroe, uh, is the Big Love Benefit Project concert. And it should be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of stars that uh, appeared and, and uh, played and uh, uh, sent in video messages and, and a whole bunch of stuff from, uh, gosh, help me with this, this is Winona Judd, um, uh, Billy Idol, uh, Matt Soren from the amazing, the amazing drummer for the Colt, uh, Velvet Revolver, Guns N' Roses, and he's funny and talented guy. A, a whole handful, Clayton Q, a bunch of folks helped with this. And, and really, uh, 400 years worth of experience, we did the math on it, of some straight-up badasses behind the scenes that made this happen. So it was a, it's a really a good thing. Please check it out. That's January 23rd on Nugs TV, the Big Love Benefit Concert. Uh, we are good, good friends, Jim Newhouse, and he's the CEO of EAW. I sit in front of these guys because I friggin' love EAW as an manuf American manufacturer, one of the best. And they make what I think is one of the best PAs, which, of course, is the Anya Adaptive Systems. Uh, check their page out. It's EAW Users Group. It's really great. And a little shout-out to our good friends over at Signal to Noise Podcast. This is a place for you guys to nerd out. Um, they were going on, I think, their 80th show. They just... Uh, they just um, interviewed Brad Maddox of Rush yesterday, and and I think they're going to take a great price on here in a minute. It's a great page that's, if you like I said, if you want to learn out and you're you know, mastering and uh, mixing tips, it's it's a place to be. And our dear, dear friend, one last time, uh, Steve Orgain from Chef's Touch, he was in with lunch today, just visiting, he's got an account nearby. He's the sweetest guy on the planet. His wife had a, a little thing happen lately. I want to send love out to his wife and hope that she heals quick. She's a sweet lady, and and uh, it, it's always it's funny how bad things happen to the best people. So I hope that she's doing well and that she's better soon. I want to, of course, thank my wonderful crew. I couldn't do it without them. 
we, we do this thing every Thursday at 7 p.m. for you guys, for us. Everybody kind of gets their needs met, and it makes us very happy. We hope that you join us next week. Now, I am blacking out on, do you have any idea who next week's guest is? It's mm-hmm. somebody, oh, I just remembered. Andrew Freed. <laughs> He's taught at Expressions. He's uh, he's a master engineer. He's worked for Lloyd Bri- uh, Leon Bridges, and uh, not Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd's around with him. Leon Bridges. That's someone different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's the actor. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges' father. <laughs> yes. Um, but he he's an incredible guy, and 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 really fixed in his opinions, and a straight shooter, and uh, has some stuff to share with us. He'll be next week's guest, audio engineer to the, some of the bigger acts in the game, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the benefits of going to these um, SAE full sale expressions type places. He, again, he's taught there, and I need some turning around on my thinking on that. I think so. We're going to bring him in, dude. You didn't call it full sale. This is the first time. You know, I thought I'm you proud. would leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you know, I think if you watch the show, you know I'm a little biased. I'm kind of brought up the old school way, you know, hands on and old dudes throwing microphones at me when I was getting it wrong, and I'm kind of like that method. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not the best. And Billy Idol, I think I said Billy Idol, uh, Jorge Eduardo, um, and thank you for ch- tuning in, Darcy Lewis. We will uh, see you next week with uh, Andrew Freed and the team. And uh, you know, until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, be kind. Thanks. Good evening.